Hello everyone, welcome back. And instead of a recap, we're just gonna jump uh, right into the action here. Well, I say action, but uh, we're just focusing in on Bosco's books as uh, everybody gathers around and uh, to tell everyone else what they have accomplished. So, I mean, we're I'm gonna let the players take care of this. Yeah, we're recapping in character, haha, <laughs> for once. Take it away. Well, I clack the katvanga against the floor, making a satisfying thunk thunk noise, and uh, say, "Well, I call this meeting to order." As you can see, our little foray into India was successful. Turns out that they weren't very interested in the whole uh, buying it for a collector line. But when I told them the truth, they seemed uh, actually quite enthusiastic. If you told them a half truth. I told them enough of the truth. Hmm. And next time I go anywhere with this one, I'm going to have to make sure to hire a translator. It usually works. I'm a pretty good mage. Hmm. I prefer things that work 100% of the time. The AI I was spun off of had an extensive data, data bank of languages, and I could have provided translation. However, as this is a more smaller and compact frame, in order to save space, most of my unnecessary information was left behind. Apologies for not being able to be more of, of more use. <laughs> Damn, buddy. You call that a compact frame, huh? This is a remarkable accomplishment considering the nature of my being. So, question, what does this staff do? Well, it helps me kill people with it, hence the skulls. Okay. Normally I don't go in for that sort of thing, and when I do, that's why I've got old Betsy. That's what I call my gun. Okay, alright. Uh, by... Is, is... Are dragons counted amongst people here? Um, in what qualification for people? that you kill. Oh. Well, I very rarely kill people. But every okay, once in a I'm, while... I'm asking uh, this question wrong. Is is the staff going to make it easier for you to kill the dragon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, bullets work a lot against a lot of things, especially the bullets I've cooked up, but uh, just pure, unadulterated magic seems like it would be a bit more effective at piercing a dragon's defenses. Sure, sure. And uh, on that note, Crane and I had a fruitful trip to the Deadlands. Uh, we got in contact with Arthur Pendragon. He has oh, shit. Uh, a lot of dogs. Like a lot of dogs. And they're big and, and fluffy. And nice. Oh, the hellhounds. It just kind of like my head swivels to Gregory. You did you not know? No, I didn't know. And I didn't know that apparently he question mark is familiar with them. Yes, my father used one in order to track down a paranormal entity once. They are quite pleasant. Huh. Not the entity, the dogs, just to be clear. Okay, um, anyways, so, 
Uh, so between that and a couple of phone calls that I made earlier, um, I know like, I know their size, I know their shape, I know their wingspan, uh, they have active spellcasting capabilities, um, we know that they, you know, Rolgar said that they're terraformers, and, uh... They are essentially mobile living ley lines, we can kill them if we use enough, or if we find a place, uh, that is... Uh, antithetical to magic enough, I suggest somewhere in the Deadlands. Yeah, I was thinking that too, because like, we don't want to interact with this thing in a territory that it has shaped to be favorable to it. So I was just thinking, like, where could we put it? And we probably can't move it about the Feywilds too much. So I was thinking I, I've been thinking about ways we can dump it into the Deadlands, and I have we, we have the permission from the Sultans, the people who run the place, and They're very cordial. And we know where they would prefer it, and two of them are going to help us do it. But I we we have some other work that we have to get done first. We. We have to know how to line up the coordinates between, like, the Feywilds and the spot in the Deadlands we're supposed to be aiming at. Uh... There's this... There's a name. Uh, it's vague, but I'm gonna see if I can track it down. Uh, also gonna see if I can... I don't know if I can social engineer my way into a conversation with Merlin, because there's this anti-magic material that Merlin is probably stockpiling that I think is going to be crucial to disrupting the dragon's flight, because it flies primarily by magic, uh, and that'll let us dump it into whatever portal we erect. So that's where I'm at right now. If you do find out how to get to Merlin, by all means, please take me along with you. He's in, uh... Buckingham. Yeah, he's in, he is in Buckingham Palace. Really? Apparently. I uh, cannot give you any more specifics. Guess he doesn't like to travel much. By all accounts, he's a quite pleasant person, once you get to know him. Mm. Well, let me guess, has your father met him, too? Actually, I'm trying to remember, I don't think... Yes, 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 he did. I don't think it was, like, a big, like, whole thing, like it was in Soap in the, uh, in Baltimore, but I, like, I remember a... He did meet did him. did a hunt a together. Also... Also, I never got to bring this up in SoCal, but you also met him at Grant's wedding because Amalia invited him as a joke and he RSVP'd yes and he brought the queen as his plus one. Speaking of, speaking of, so what what year does this campaign take place in again? Next, Next year. year. 2023. Okay. Is the queen dead? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the queen is okay. dead. It is currently King Charles III. Well, uh, we don't know that. Okay, in this right. universe, it is currently King Actually, Charles hold on. Wouldn't um, Cleon actually be currently vi vying for the throne then? She still needs to get the other sword okay. in order to make that 
come true. So she has not gotten both swords at the same time yet. Yeah, I don't like Charles's chances. Well, apparently he's hanging out with Merlin. Because so. one's a sausage-fingered pedophile, and uh, the other is a ruthless gangster. Anyway, back to the whole thing. Back to fantasy. Well, twice, actually. The second time was at a wedding. Did hmm. you know he invented the shower beer? <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> the shower what? The shower, the shower beer. beer. And forgive me, okay. your father is the source construct or the scientist? The scientist. Okay. You might want to just use a different father name for the other one, just so you don't get it confused. Well, I am a direct copy of Gregory. Right, and... I suppose it would be closer to brother, then. You could also make a case for being father, but... Man, you, def you define your relationship however you want, I... Just to be clear, in the future, if I say father, I am referring to Edwin Steiner. More to the point, does anyone know where we can get our hands on adamantine? I mean, yeah, Merlin. That's why I want to talk to him. Unless you have an alternate source. I don't personally, but if there are any other sources, then more is better, clearly. Sure, sure. I have an idea for its application, and we shouldn't need much if I can get it right, but it's good to have backup supplies. Um, you were going to go hunt a lich last time I heard. Has that happened? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, I kind of wanted this thing, thunk thunk, before we actually fought a lich. Yeah, I figured the old man might be, uh better if he could defend himself. Another point. I want to steal a nuclear device. Thank yeah, you. this one's really on about nuking the dragon. Which, like, in theory, I'm actually kind of for because the idea that they are effectively immune to nukes sounds like horseshit to me, and I would like to prove it wrong, but also holy shit. Remember, I can be anyone. Still, it's still terrifying. nuclear devices are highly tracked, and one going missing would extract extreme attention immediately. Mm. Who would miss one the least? Um, huh. well, practically speaking, <laughs> North Korea would never admit it. I, 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 <clears throat> okay. Not that, not that I'm going to entertain this idea very long, very long, but... I feel like you might be better served trying to... Uh, oh my god, I can't believe I'm actually going to suggest this. You, you would be better served getting the constituent parts rather than trying to steal on hold. Do you suppose Dr. Steiner would aid us in building? I feel that he would have some trepidation regarding the construction of a nuclear device, but if it is not going to be used... Uh, on Earth, then I suppose possibly. You know, I, I got a hypothesis based on what you said earlier. I mean, you, you just sort of threw it in in passing, but it's kind of significant. Dragons are ley line conjunctions. 
that yeah, they're, they're spawns that like enough ley lines overlap each other. Evidently, they have emotions, like not exactly yes. human emotions, but human enough that we could like compare it to being mad. And if this mm-hmm. these ley line nexuses get mad, they spawn dragons. As right. like fuck you, everybody for whatever made them mad. Mm-hmm. I and so have well, an idea. Not, not just the minute. Let me just finish my thought here. If a dragon is a ley line, if it feeds off that mass of energy in order to be what it is, then that ain't energy draining idea might work, but feeding it a bunch of undirected, unmitigated atomic energy might feed it rather than blow it away. The dragon is not entirely physical if it is also entirely magical. Hmm. So before you get too deep into the whole nuclear device idea, maybe let me do some research on how atomic energy and magic energy interact. Indeed, I have I have one more proposition. I am I'm not familiar with the science of it all, but is there a an opposite emotion to anger. Opposite to anger? Yeah. Is there a color wheel or something? Oh. Actually, I might know this one. Well, rather, I know someone who would know this. <laughs> for the third time, Grant is going to be dragged into this campaign when I did not intend for him to be in it here in it <laughs> at all. Okay. And if we can make a ley line conjunction feel that emotion. Could we make an anti-dragon? That's a good point, actually. Do, do, lay, whatever the hell a ley line is, if they spit out dragons when they're angry, do they spit out other things when they're other emotions? It did not occur to me to ask King Arthur when he was there. Same, although Arthur learned everything he knew about the subject from Merlin, and if I'm going to try and get in a room with the guy anyway, I could just ask him. Yes, I would like to speak with Merlin as well. You want to steal not going to be able to get his name, I promise you. So you say? (laughs) Whatever. Reed, I'm going to try anyways. <laughs> I already, I have already planned for this situation, and let me tell you, it's gonna be hilarious. Good. <laughs> Merlin says yes. <laughs> have fun being Merlin, idiot. Now it's your problem, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole lot of contracts that just shifted directly onto you. I mean, I didn't inherit all of uh, Rolgar Leeds' wealth. No, but also, this is Merlin we're talking about. Anything can happen. Mm, that's fair. Literally the most powerful spellcaster to have ever existed. Alright, so once again, we got two plans concurrently here, then. We have one group comprising Archer and Nyx here, and anyone who else who wants to go are gonna try and get to get into Buckingham Palace and I don't know. Ask King well, Charles where Merlin is. Oh well, I'm. That's that's not my plan for today. I've just got this. 
I've got this Thomas character to track down first. I need to figure out more about like how Deadlands portals works. So that's that's what I'm doing today. All right, table that then. Yeah, I can solo that if necessary. For future reference, the Ravens have contacts with Merlin. It would be far easier just to simply ask them than try to break into a secure palace. Ah, just go to the cops, sure. I didn't say easy, I just said easier. Hmm. Well, for some of you, maybe. Anyway, Camilla, you were saying? Ah, right, right, right. Uh, So you're going to track down this Thomas character. I want to get this lich situation taken care of today. Before uh, it gets on the back burner any longer, I imagine leaving a lich kicking around is probably not good. I will join you. I am eager to test out my combat capabilities. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd welcome the help of any somebody who isn't uh, quite so bony and fleshy, you know? It will be an interesting surprise. Bosco, perhaps you should go with them. Oh, sure. I gotta break in this staff anyhow. So where does that leave you, Nix? I'll go to London. Hey, leave, leave the trip to Merlin until I get back. I'm, I'm one in on that one, too. Hmm. Very well. If you would like to pursue the emotion magic, I can put you in contact with someone who is the leading authority. Indeed. Uh, that, that would be helpful. God, I cannot fucking believe that Grant Harrison is the leading authority. I know, I know. He's that the just, only that authority, hurt. therefore he's <laughs> winner by default. me for some reason. The that moment someone else invents it, me. number two. <laughs> and theoretically, theoretically then, does that mean that dragons use emotion magic? Dragons are emotion magic. <sighs> Alright. Meet back up once we're done with our various, uh... I don't know. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, going. I'll call you all when I've found my guy and had my conversation. No, no. This is my bookstore. Everyone except Bosco get out of here. How about that? Hmm. Lambda, would you please put me in contact with your contact? Of course. I am sending him a text. Oh, that makes sense. Any of you have any spare time in our decent and performing research, uh, I don't have to be the one to figure out that whole atomic energy thing. Like, hand goes up and then goes down. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, before we go, before we go here, you mentioned something about magic bullets earlier. Well, magic in a sense. Uh... Blessed by a priest, made out of silver, just generic stuff that uh, applies to a wide variety of monsters that need shooting at. Why do you ask? Well, you don't think that might be uh, helpful bringing along to fight something like a lich, do you? Oh, no. No. Uh, Biggest thing would be getting to that factory and uh, destroying it. I mean, the, the Lich's physical construct is 
easy enough to destroy. It's just the problem is it comes back. All right, we'll, we'll figure this out on the way. Okay, real quick though, uh, Colin, hmm. does Grant agree to meet with uh, Nix? Sure. All right. So I just pass that on. Nix Butt Crane. Butt Crane. I don't Indeed. remember names. Are there any types of individual that they are more likely to be comfortable around? I have a vast catalog. They are very familiar with the Fae. They will immediately pick out what you are. So mm. do not raise any pretenses is my sincere advice. I will use Crane. Alright, so then, I think the thing that will take the most time is going to be combat against the Lich, so we should start with that, I unless anybody has any objections. Nope, not here. Okay. So, the Glendale Hospital is about a 45 to an hour's drive from Baltimore, so if you all stay in Baltimore, you won't have too terribly far to go. Do you all take your own... Well, Gregory will take his own vehicle. Does, uh... I mean, now that we are in Baltimore and staying within Baltimore, yeah, we can take my car. It's it's not staying in Baltimore, but it's it's close enough to Baltimore that, uh, that you don't... Baltimore really metro area potato potato. Yeah. <laughs> um... It's actually closer to the Washington metro area. Regardless. Yeah, I know you said you want to take your car, but like, can I just like pitch Bosco sitting in a sidecar? <laughs> oh, I was going to ask if Camilla and Bosco were going to go together. Uh, I don't think Camilla has a car, so. Yeah, that's why. Okay. Because it's more than the two of us. All right. So. You head to the Glendale Hospital, which is located in... Is it in Glendale? No, it's, it's Glenarden. Um, it's close enough to Glendale, but it's, called, it's technically in Glenarden, Maryland. And this is the Looks kind nice. of place that has been abandoned since the 80s and is reportedly super haunted. I'm pretty sure this has been the setting for multiple movies. Yeah, like almost every single solitary window is broken. There's graffiti all over the place. Technically, there's some security, but I'm not going to uh, have you guys like get past that because that's just you guys would completely obliterate them, I would think. And there have been rumors since this place closed down that it has been haunted. And if you do your research ahead of time, you might want to bring some sort of breathing apparatus because the reason it shut down was asbestos. Oh no. <laughs> I might get mesothelioma before I'm able to fight this dragon. <laughs> That's how we kill the dragon. Did the lich die of mesothelioma? I don't know. You can ask them. Wait, no, that's not how liches work. No. So... You guys eventually meet up in front of here. What do you do? So, do we have a method of uh, identifying this phylactery? Or finding it? And for all we know, it's buried under the asphalt we're standing on. 
Well, the best way to do that would be with a spell. Oh, shit. Yeah, hold on. Let me get a mask. <laughs> I doubt that it's buried. Periodically, liches need to return their t to their phylactery. I don't know why, but they do. So unlikely that it is out of our reach. It will, however, look like quite a mundane object. But it will be giving off a lot of magic. Yeah. I think it's some bullshit about, uh, what's that, uh, feeding them souls periodically? Keep the enchantments going? That sounds correct, but I cannot verify this at the time. Yeah. Never looked into it myself. Alright. So we find it, we break it, and uh, does the lich die after that, or do we have to kill it then? I believe we have to kill it afterwards, still. <sighs> of course. I don't know. I mean, the, the phylactery should be its only tie to this world. But I guess we'll find out, uh, hopefully. I think it depends on the type of the lich. If we can destroy the phylactery first, uh, I think either way that, that would be uh, to our benefit. Okay. Should we expect anything else? Uh, evil oodles of the undead? I mean, this is a broken down hospital. Witches typically do have minions. Right. That's what y'all have come along for. Alright then. So, uh, either of you need my, uh, special bullets? You have any, uh, 357s? Not on me, but I can whip some up. I would like to, like, use the basic utility magic to just alter the caliber of the bullets I've brought along. That's fine. I'll let you do it. Like, that's that's simple enough that I will just let you go for it. Alright, that should fit your gun. Alright, thank you very much. Let's, uh, uh... Let's go in before somebody starts getting suspicious and asks us what we're doing. And look around at the nobody around us, but shrug and go in. I mean, <laughs> there might be a security guard on their way, but... He'd... Look... You never know. Tally-ho, as they say. Alright. So, are you guys splitting up, or are you sticking together? What are we, fucking Scooby-Doo? We're sticking together. <laughs> I have to ask. You know I have to ask. Yeah, well, there's no sense in Camila going by herself, because she's the least magical person here. I think I'm in the least magical, actually. No, you're... You are literally a magic robot. <laughs> yeah, but I don't do spells for shit. Anyway. <sighs> Whatever. So, I believe, looking at the magic section, that the kind of spell I'm looking for is an augment spell. Basically, to augment my natural senses to be able to detect magic. Preferably through walls. Alright, okay. Um... Uh, it's time for you to open your third eye. <laughs> yeah, and just for reference, the uh, the section on augment suggests that turning invisible or flying is a three difficulty spell. Yeah, but uh, but I believe detect magic should be a bit less than that. Okay. Um. So I will say this: if you increase your range band, you can see f you will be able to see it further. If you want to increase that or you could do additional target and have your friends also take a look so if you want to do that then that 
then uh, I will suggest those. But otherwise, I would say that that is probably a difficulty two. Okay. I will just target myself. But uh, I would like to increase the range band if possible. Yep, that's fine. Uh, so it's going to be uh, difficulty three. You right. get 5G. Rightly or wrongly, uh, Bosco figures he's the only person here who would really understand what he's seeing if he opened the third eye for everyone. Okay. Oh, wait. I get the extra range for free because of my staff. Correct. Or anything. No. Well, that's the first range band. You can always increase the range band again. Just, just the one that- will do, I think. Okay, fair enough. So then it is difficulty two. All right, and two successes and one advantage. And one advantage. Um, I think with the advantage, you can mitigate some of the stress loss. You can choose to regain one of your stress. Well, it's strain, but... Uh, strain, you know what I mean. I'll double check that while we continue. All right. So the first thing you notice is that there are objects that ping all over the abandoned hospital. The second thing you notice is that some of them are moving, and you would presume that these are the ghosts that haunt the Glendale Hospital. So obviously, these are not going to be your phylacteries. Several of them are not moving, so this means that this is a smart lich who has made several false magic uh, items to disguise which one is his phylactery. But you at least eliminated the possibility of the moving ones being the phylactery because those are probably just ghosts. Just. Just. I will say that out of the non-moving things, at least in the current range band that you are working with, which is probably going to be probably a floor above and a floor below you. So currently, right now, you're only looking at um, this floor and the second floor. You see, like, three non-moving objects. Oh, baby. This place is haunted to hell. Looks like the lich has been busy, too. There's uh, not just one magical item lying around. Looks to be quite a few. Hmm. Now, just as a guess, uh, I imagine the lich has probably put that phylactery either as far down as he could or as far up as he could. Right now, I can't quite see all the way up. Where do you reckon we should go first? Hmm. Well, I figure if we get made, and we need to make a hasty escape, we can always go out the windows. Maybe you can. Okay. Mr. Wizard, I hope you have some sort of plan for getting out of a window. Well, I do. It's just not very pleasant. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Versus being trapped underground. I don't know. I'm honestly at a loss here. Well, I vote we start down and work our way up. Uh, yeah, I guess. Hopefully we can get down and figure that out before we have to fight our way out, as it were. Makes as much sense as anything. 
Let's go. All right. Well, first of all, let's find the staircase. Aren't those usually, well, no, 60s, they wouldn't have been marked, would it? I don't suppose you thought to check the floor plan before we came here. Don't believe it is publicly available. All right, so here's what I'm going to say. Definitely the first couple that you check are fakes. And you know immediately that they're fakes because this, as soon as like you get anywhere close to them, no traps or anything of the sort have gone off. Like you, you pick up the object, nothing, absolutely nothing happens. If this lich is smart enough to create fake ones, it is smart enough to probably trap a couple of fake ones and definitely trap the real one. So you immediately eliminate the ones on the first and the second floor. Well, I thought we were checking the basement first. Oh, the basement? Okay, so, yeah, the well... Isn't that not what we agreed on? Yeah. Th- that is what you agreed on, but, like, also, like, the basement is, uh, clean of real phylacteries. Okay. So, as you go up to the third and fourth floor, this is where I'm going to start requiring you all to roll... What is make sure things aren't trapped skill I think that's I think that might be skullduggery perception you see the perception or skullduggery I think skull but I don't I don't think it might be skullduggery hold on I'm gonna check general skills I'm gonna guess yeah that's what I'm looking right now um crime scene for clues your character wants to study the surrounding landscape for possible threats so yeah roll perception Unless you have Arcana, then you can roll Arcana to detect magic traps. Regardless, it's going to be a difficulty three. Well, I definitely got Arcana. And I got my magic eye open. Perception difficulty three, you said? Yes. Damn, okay. I really should have put more points into perception. I got us covered. Well, I'll roll anyway. Oof. I got two failures and a uh, advantage. Okay, so two failures and advantage. Gregory also did not get any successes, but he did get an advantage. Bosco, I got two successes and a disadvantage thing. A threat. Threat. So, with the advantages, I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to dodge as these uh, traps go off and attempt to do some sort of magical damage to you. So go ahead and roll athletics difficulty two. Athletics, huh? 2P or not 2P. Well, for the sake of your bladder health, I hope you do. Hmm. Okay, so three advantages, but uh, two failures. So, alright. Two successes and two threats. Two successes and two threats. Okay, so... Gregory, you fail, so you're going to take some damage, but for those three advantages, I'm going to reduce the damage it does by one. Okay, so Gregory, congratulations, you did not take any damage. Uh, The trap goes off, but the electricity that bursts out of it uh, does not fry your systems at all, so you're, you're good. Camilla, you managed to basically like when you pick it up you realize that it's like shaking a little bit so you throw it away and then you just like leap out of the way and the electricity burst that comes out of it does nothing 
to you. Um, however, as you throw it away and the electricity goes off, it hits a wall and it makes a lot of noise and some dust falls. And then you just hear screaming from everywhere. You've alerted Be the ghost. quiet. I've alerted We're the horde. To watch the price is right. <laughs> you have Windstone. alerted the <laughs> All right. So, Bosco, go ahead and roll Arcana. Um, well, he suggested oh, that I roll that? Arcana earlier. Oh, did you? So that's what I oh, rolled yeah. instead. So you notice all the traps and like recognize that none of these are the true phylactery. However, when you get close to one, a ghost walks right through the wall and looks directly at you. And it looks so, like... Oh, <laughs> you can't fucking name something as best as ghosts. Yes, I can. Clearly, they just did. Yep. I'm part of an ongoing lawsuit. <laughs> uh, as it walks through, you notice that the ghost it looks like a fairly normal ghost, except there's just like asbestos particles just floating all inside of it. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with mesothelioma, you may be entitled to financial <laughs> compensation. And it starts uh, lurching right at you. So they know you're here now. Where do you go? What do you do? What are we doing to deal with these ghosts? Yeah. Do these ghosts seem to be like actually looking at us? Yeah, they're looking at you. They're lunging towards you and they seem to be s screaming stuff like, uh, help me. Where's my medicine? They seem to be mostly trapped in the moment of like close to when they died. He can fuck ghosts up with swords and shit. So. <laughs> Gregory just basically what happens is he pulls the blade out from, you know, out of, out of his jacket. And meanwhile, like the staff just kind of coils out really quickly from one of his sleeves and they attach and just forms a halberd. And he's just going to take a swing at one of the ghosts. All right. Go ahead and roll an attack. I think all melee attacks are difficulty two. I want—I'm going to double check that real quick, but I'm fairly certain that in combat, uh, melee attacks are all average difficulty. Okay. Hey, Colin. Uh, combat has started, so you might want to engage a hex grid so we can track ranges. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. And also roll initiative. Yeah, I'm going to let you guys basically get free attacks in real quick just to see what you do, and then. Okay, uh, so Gregory is attacking. Pick one to be attacking. I guess the closest one here. Okay. Just put myself uh, what's the range on your halberd? I think it's oh, engaged. Hold on, let me check. Da, 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 da. Engaged, yeah. Okay, so engaged is adjacent hexes. So just any of these six around or five around? Yeah. yeah. This this is all highly abstract. This is just to keep track of where everybody is in relation to everybody else in terms of range bands, because that matters. Right. That's like the only thing that matters. Everything else is narrative. Yep. So a ghost steps to Gregory and he just pulls out the halberd and just swings for the fences. And do I roll, do I roll for... Barrel now? Yes, I believe you roll. Um, it's two p. It's two yeah. p. So 
you can roll your melee, melee attacks are people. always average difficulty. Yes. Okay. And range uh, attacks depend on what range band you're using we'll and your weapon. Ouch. Oh shit! Wow. Ah, okay. Fucked. Um, uh, holy shit, that's a triumph too. Okay, so uh, Two, so three, four, five, six successes and a triumph. What's your damage on uh, your halberd? Uh, the damage uh, is three. Okay, so for every success past the first one, you add an additional damage. Okay, so that's eight. So, so, so that's yeah, that's eight. six successes and uh, a threat and a triumph. You can spend the triumph to get a critical hit. I wouldn't wait a, waste uh, on a critical hit though. These guys are minions. I am not. Am I able to bank a critical? No, but you can use triumphs for other things. Um, you can upgrade the difficulty of the targeted character's next check. Upgrade the difficulty of any allied character's next check, including that of the current active character. Do something vital, such as shooting the controls to the blast to nearby blast doors to seal them shut. On an initiative check, perform. Okay, well, this is an initiative check, but um, you're basically getting a, a free round to mess up these guys. You can also, like, choose something narratively cool to do. So, upgrade the difficulty of the targeted character's next check. So, that, that would mean... mean that one of their purples has to turn into a red. And it's just for one of the ghosts, not all of them. Uh, they are minions, so it would apply to all of them. Okay, so I will choose that. Uh, they just see me just basically vaporize a ghost, and they even though they're, they're kind of mindless, they're all like, uh, okay, hold on. You turn it into dust. Hold on. Unfortunately, it's asbestos dust. So, the thing about this is that they are incorporeal, so you're only dealing half damage. However, they are minions, and you're, you, do, you were dealing, what, eight damage before? Yeah. So that's still enough to immediately destroy a ghost. And they sort of back off. Um, who wants to go next? And then if ghosts are still around, you will go to initiative. I'd like to go next. Okay. I pull out my gun. I, or I have a thing that lets me pull out my gun without really it being an issue, just for the record. But Right. I just sight up one of the ghosts with... Uh... You know, Bosco did give me those holy bullets, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And these will count as a magic attack, so the incorporeal thing will not count. Oh, cool. You're dealing full damage. I get to add a boost die. That's what happens. Ah, okay. And what's the difficulty of this shot? I'm just shooting the next closest one I see. Um, you're going to be in probably in short range, so... uh, One. One, yes. One B, one P? One B, one P. Cool. What does accurate do again for qualities? Oh, automatically 1B. I get 2B then. You get 2B. Nice. I like her. Hmm. All right. Uh, boom. It's not as funny, but it's still pretty good. Yo. Yeah, you shoot a ghost and it basically vanishes and like the asbestos in the air just sort of just lingers. But the actual ectoplasm that was keeping the ghost together is gone. You didn't solve the problem of the actual ghost. Like that's that ghost would probably be back tomorrow. But for the moment, hey, it's it is... not menacing us now. Ah, uh, right. Hey, can I make a crit? 
Would it do anything to make a crit? Like, I don't know. Can I shoot through you one know, ghost and hit the uh, other? <laughs> Since they're minions. Yeah, sure. Sure. We'll say that you uh, get two of them. All right. I know that's what not what criticals actually do. That's not what criticals actually do, but I'm super abstracting this. Bosco, what do you want to do? Well, I'm going to use uh, magic. All right. I guess you're using attack magic. Yes. Are you adding any effects? Well, I get the range band for free, which means I can target any uh, any foe who is up to a medium range band away. Mm-hmm. Does that still apply to anybody? Not really. These are all kind of just short range right now. It's a fairly right. small room, so it's kind of cramped. Well, that, that's sort of what I was getting at. Are they at least that close? Yeah, they are that. They are at least that close. All right. In that case, uh, against these guys, I'm not allowed to add the holy unholy bonus because I am not a divine caster. Correct. However, what I can do is add manipulative, which means that if I hit them and if I have some advantage to spare, I can toss them away from me. So that will be 2p, all told. Yes. Huh. Well, well, you didn't get any successes, so you don't deal damage, but you did but I, get your yeah. advantages. Yeah, I did get tons of advantages, so yeah. Whoa. All right. There's no damage, but whoa. I'd like to imagine it's the one that came right at Bosco that he just go, yeah. oh, no, you don't. <laughs> and then just backwards through the wall where it came from. In that case, this ghost is going to see that like there are three rowdy patients, question mark, and run off and call for the hospital director, just being like, we've got rowdy patients, we, we need security, and just runs off. And at this point, you do hear movement above you as well. Hmm. Sounds like the actual physical force around here is upstairs. I suggest we go hit the stairs again. Onwards and upwards. Huh, we don't have any other direction to go, so... Yeah, upward it is. As you head up the stairs and you move into the next floor, you run into a physical being, and you can immediately tell that they're undead because part of their face is rotted, their nose has fallen off, Their part of their mouth is exposed bone and teeth uh what remains of their eyes have black sockets and like it's flowing with like glowing orange necrotic energy and then you see the clothes do you know what a zoot suit is yes yes okay you see this lich is wearing a bright fluorescent pink zoot suit with a hat too Yes, with the hat. With the hat. With the hat. Of course, with the hat. God. And he takes one look at you and he goes, you the fat heads knocking on my door? They are indeed those fat heads. This is not what I was expecting from a lich, I'm going to be honest with you. Buddy, I haven't seen fashion that bad in the past hundred years. Okay, you got a dame, you got a chrome dome, and... How about you I'm don't say even... the first word you're going to say? 
Damn. He's like, I chose this place because it was out in the sticks, and then these knuckleheads come and knock, and what do you want? I don't know, I'm just here to be supportive. Cleon Marine said to get rid of you, so I'm getting rid of you. Who the hell's Cleon Marine? What year is it? What year what what year is it? Hold on. Let's let's get let's step back here. What year is it? It's twenty twenty-three. Oh. Only mackerel. It's been god forty years since I last last the year. Uh zoot suit's back in fashion. <laughs> Buddy, if you ask him, suits is never went out of fashion. <laughs> suits were never in. Fashion. Hey, out of character. Hmm? Was I asked to get rid of the lich, or was I asked to destroy the lich? You're asked to get rid of it, but she probably meant destroy, kill, etc. That doesn't mean I have to kill him. No, but also. I mean, he started talking instead of immediately casting uh, death at us. Yeah, but uh, also... Like, On the other hand, that suit. <laughs> so, you and this clean uh, in cahoots with each other? I'm doing her a favor, and she's going to do me a favor. I need to get rid of you. Hmm. You know what? You got Moxie, kid. You got Moxie. So, uh, I'll let you off the hook this time if you just leave and, uh, let me just, you know, stick around. I'll let you live. Unfortunately for you, dead man, this is the only reason I'm alive right now anyway. I'm just gonna fucking shoot him. Alright, uh, we have entered initiative. So, for those who need reminding, or for those who have never played this system before, the way initiative works is... Everybody rolls initiative and decides the order that your party goes in. Not necessarily the order that you go in. So you choose when you want to go in this initiative order every round. So someone could different could go in a different spot every time. Let's start by actually rolling the initiative. Yes. Go to the weapons, talents, and powers tab. And then because you guys know that you are entering combat and we're ready for it, you are going to roll cool. No modifiers. <sighs> this keeps fucking biting me in the ass. Okay. I oh, did nice. good. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um, let me, there is a thing that you can do with the triumph and... It's perform a maneuver. A maneuver. Okay. Before combat begins. Yes. Okay. So because the lich is a nemesis it is going to roll initiative twice gross so it gets to go twice you guys get the drop on it essentially so the lich is going to get to go first and also third how does he get to go first if I fired on him because that's the way initiative works baby I hate it (laughs) saw it coming yeah um, so he is going but, to go, but, first. but, but Gregory gets his free maneuver as a Greg, result of the triumph. Correct. Gregory does get a free maneuver. So Gregory, you can make a free maneuver real quick. All right. Let me see. Since you're a melee combatant, I would suggest using it to rush towards the lich. 
get into engaged range. Although that might... Uh, we'll see. He's a spellcaster. Yeah, that makes the most sense. He's probably squishy. Don't question it. I will just, yeah, I will just bull rush him. All right, so Gregory, with their free maneuver, immediately rushes forward. Uh, let me take a look at the maneuvers real quick to see if uh, moving away. It is a maneuver to get out of engage. Okay. So the Lich is going to spend a maneuver to get out of engaged uh, and then going to cast a basic barrier to just basically give himself an extra soak. Uh, he f- fails. He does not get any successes off on that. Um, and I don't think he gets anything else because there was no successes. Because So all those, that nice triumph is wasted. As well as those three advantage. Uh, and he does well, lose two strain. He can get the uh, generic stuff True. from True. advantages and triumphs. He just can't so, get the spell-specific stuff. Right, 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 right. Um, Upgrade the difficulty on the next person who attacks. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to upgrade the difficulty of the next character's uh, check. So, who wants to go first in this PC round? How long does that stay? Because I had that. Does that stop being a thing? Because the ghost... Oh, was he supp- that was supposed to be upgrade. I'll, I'll do that next time. I'm sorry, I forgot. Oh, the tri- oh, triumphs. Um, triumphs only. You only get one thing, and uh, yeah. But so, like, I was like asking how long that sticks around. For, yeah, I'll I'll do that on his next uh, on his next thing. So I'll bring that up before you do anything. So that way, you know, I'll remember for you. So I guess he was like going to. He was starting to cast the barrier. Yeah, because that's what he would like. First thing he would do, if somebody's going to draw a gun on him. And I just, like, rushed at him, and he had to interrupt it and back off. Right. So, uh, I think we know who's going first in the PC round, considering they're the one wanting to shoot. All right. I'll shoot at the gun. Okay, so shoot they have the two ranged defense, so you add two black to this roll. Gross. Would you like to spend your maneuver to aim in order to get a blue? Yes. Yes, I would. So, yeah, I'm going to aim and then fire mm-hmm. again, which gives mm-hmm. me two blue because I have an accurate gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said it's two black? Two black, yes. Okay. 2B, 2BL. And uh, what's the difficulty? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're shooting at short range, so one. Okay. Uh, hopefully this goes correctly this time. I'm going to be really annoyed it's, if uh, it doesn't. BLK. Is it BLK? Yes. BLK, not just BL. That's stupid. Okay. I mean, I understand why, but it's also stupid. Okay, okay. so two successes and four advantages. You hey, can crit. That's enough for me to crit. But, yeah. uh, do I want to do something silly? I think I do want to do something silly. So, uh, hey, I've got to move. Mm hmm. Uh, I've got a move called Lucky Strike, where I get to spend a story point to use this talent to add damage equal to my ranks in a characteristic agility, in this case. So, uh, I'm going to use a story point. 
and my agility is four. And then uh, I'm also doing a crit. So that is uh, six, seven, eight, 12, and then the crit. Oh. Minus soak. Minus soak. Okay, so it takes 10 damage because it has two soak. Um, and it takes a crit as well? Yes. Okay. So your weapon doesn't have, like... Vicious is the tag you're looking for, and no. So, um... Staggered. Cannot perform action on next turn. <laughs> I'll take it. Oof. Okay, well... That means you get two maneuvers. This lich gets... It's gonna be fucking... Destroyed, I think. I think it means that you cannot sacrifice your action for a second maneuver either. Yeah. You only get the one That's maneuver. something to look up. Bad day check. to be a lich. Ah, yeah, you are correct, Bob. And a staggered character cannot oh. perform actions, including downgrading actions Shit. to maneuvers. <laughs> Shit, you know what? I forgot to say that you should have upgraded the difficulty twice. One from the, uh, his triumph and one from the fact that he has adversary one. Oh, okay. Let me just roll two purple dice and see what happens. A red and a purple. Oh, okay. Uh, can I just yeah. roll one P and see what happens here? Mm, one P and one R. No, apparently not. Actually, just roll one red because you've already got a purple in the original roll. You're right. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. So just. Okay, so no crit. So he still gets his turn. And All right. then. Uh... But he still does take 10 damage, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Damage values do not change. So, Camila, you have done an action and a maneuver. You can do a second maneuver if you'd like by taking two strain, or your turn's done. Well, I was going to spend my uh, still three uh, advantages. Right, you do get those now. Um, can I add a blue die, a boost to the next allied character's check, and add a boost to any allied character's next check? Because there's three. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so next person gets two boost die. All right. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to spend any strain right this second. All right, so he looks at you and goes, man, you guys know how to cut a rug. You might actually be above my pay grade. And uh, and he's going to cast a spell. Shut up, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he is going to use his action to cast a spell. He can cast ice with no increase in difficulty as a talent, but he can also never use the fire spell thing. It's part of him being a lich. So he's going to fire bad. Cast it at Camilla, who just did a shitload of damage. He's also going to use blast. So he's going to be casting this at difficulty three. Okay. Oh, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> Damn, that's okay. a roll. That is a roll. So. No, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> with blast, he gains a blast quality equal to his ranks in knowledge magic, which is three. So I forget what blast does exactly. Give me a second. If the attack is successful and blast activates, you need to spend two advantages to get blast to activate. Mm-hmm. Then each character, friend or foe, engaged with the original target suffers a hit, dealing damage equal to the blast's quality rating, plus damage equal to the total 
successes scored on the check. So he's going to use one of his triumphs to activate that. The only ones who could possibly be engaged with each other are Bosco and Camila. Correct. So, but I mean, he's still going to do that. And then, uh, I think ensnare, I, I might not want to do ensnare because, uh, the triumph might have a generic thing that I would prefer to do. He is going to upgrade the difficulty of the next character's next check with that other triumph. The other triumph is the gets the blast. So intellect is four and the orb gives him plus three damage. So Camilla takes seven damage that can be soaked and uh, he has three ranks in knowledge magic. So um, Bosco takes three damage as well. I take six damage actually, because it is the blast quality rating plus the total number of successes. Okay, so... So I take four damage, which is almost half my health. And that is after soak. <laughs> yeah, I take four damage, which is uh, out of twelve. And to think I almost chose the one that gave the quality that spells can crit and I didn't because I was like, ah, there's no way I'll roll enough advantages to actually get that, and then I ended up getting two triumphs anyway. Damn it. Yeah. And you, you can spend a triumph to crit with a spell. Oh, okay. Well, either way, I'm. those are the two things I want to do with those either way. I'm not going to uh, go yeah. back on that because... The upgrade lets you spend advantages to get a crit. Mm, okay. That's the difference. All right. And then uh, for his maneuver, he is... Uh, for his real maneuver, quick, Colin, hmm? real quick, Colin, hmm? there is a threat in that result. There is a threat in that result. Uh, also, let me add to his strain real quick for bookkeeping purposes. The, there are specific rules for spending those on spells, and that's on page 211. Uh, specifically for one threat, you can either knock out two strain or one wound controlling player's choice. So if Bobbin and Chloe and Abe choose that option. Colin picks which one. Or he gets uh, black to all spells until the end of his next turn. Which one do you guys want? Double his strain loss. Or one wound, yeah. I would go with that one, personally. Okay. I'm gonna choose two strain because uh, he doesn't have too many wounds left. Uh, <laughs> it turns out ten damage is a lot. <laughs> Turns out 10 damage is a lot in this system. All right. Uh, who wants to go next between Bosco and uh, and Gregory? Oh, wait, no, no, wait. Hold on. I forgot he gets a free maneuver. Uh, he's just going to spend his maneuver running away. It's one range band. He is now at short range to Gregory and medium range to the casters. Well, not the casters, to the range fighters. Yeah. If you let me go, I can use Manipulate and bring him right up back to uh, Gregory. Go for it. Alright. So, yeah, I'm not going to get too fancy with all the other stuff I can add on top. So that's just going to be too purple to cast this spell. Mm-hmm. Alright, um... There have been advantages slung around. You get two blue. You get two blue, and also you need to upgrade the difficulty by one because that's what he chose with his other triumph. Red. 
is R. Um, do you want to spend a story point to do anything? That's fine. I'm still gonna over overpower the, the penalties here, after all. Yep. So that yeah, is you are. three successes and two advantages. Okay, so how much damage is that total? So, the attack deals damage equal to the characteristic linked to the skill used to make the attack. So that would be Arcana. Uh, so that's two base damage, plus one damage per uncancelled success. So five damage, plus another four damage from casting out of my staff. So nine? Nine. Plus I drag him right up to Gregory. Two range bands for... Uh, uh, two advantages. Okay. Um, Gregory isn't going to get a chance to do much because uh, nine minus two is more than five. And, uh... Gross. So, you drag him right up to Gregory, but he just immediately goes on his feet and goes, Oh, Jesus, all oh, one belly up real fast. And just falls down and turns into ash. The zoot suit just, like, sort of deflates in front of you. Does he drop the orb? Yes. Other thing I would like to do, by the way, is uh, claw back one strain by using second wind, which does not use up any actions. Once per encounter, I regain a number of strain equal to my ranks of second wind, which is one at the moment. So real quick, at the end of combat, everybody who took any strain can roll discipline, no difficulties, and you get a strain back for every success. I did not spend any strain. I know the mage did. And I get three back, because that's three successes. And a triumph. I don't think the triumph does anything, but good job. <laughs> it's really impressive. Sure is. All right. So. Well. Gotta find the box. Somewhat anticlimactic. Uh, yeah, maybe for you. I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling the hurt, though. Uh, let's get moving before more ghosts or... Uh, another dead pimp shows up. Now, hang on just a second. I got something for this. And I pull out two of my, uh, alchemical poultices. Just put it on whatever hurts the most. Uh, everything? Yeah, you probably... You- You've probably got some pretty nasty frostbite uh, forming. I don't have any painkillers. I gave my one painkiller away, so... Yeah. yeah. And I have flavored my painkillers as poultices, which is why I'm giving you one. Right. I forget. How much does a painkiller heal? The first one heals five wound. Right. Okay. I'm back up and to And then it's snuff. diminishing returns until... Yeah. Per day. Okay, we're moving. Yeah, there is a lot of commotion still. You, uh, the, the ghosts are probably on the move. I am not afraid of no ghosts. So, you eventually find it in, like, the tallest bit of the, uh, of the building. There's, like, an area above the main building that just extends, which is, like, where the roof access is. And it is, when you pick it up, a tin of dried milk 
And when you open it up, one, there's dried milk inside there. And two, there's like some scrolls in like a journal of his. But it's the tin itself that is the phylactery. So like powdered milk? Powdered milk, yeah. Okay. Not milk that has dried up. Correct. Okay. Well, that would have stuck out to me any day. Uh, he's going to, like, reappear around here, isn't he? We should, uh, what do we do? We break it. And I'm going to cast Dispel. That's good. That is a good thing you're casting Dispel. I'm going to fish the journal out. Go ahead, and I'm going to base it off of his ability, his Arcana spell. So, three red. All right, uh... Just for reference, the default difficulty for a dispel check is three purple. I'm basically treating this as an opposed check. Your spell casting versus his. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't suppose there's any way we can help. Unless you know magic. I'm going to spend a story point. Hell yeah. And upgrade my arcana to four. All right, cool. I will let you do this. I'm not going to... I'm not going to tug of war this. No, I'm not going to tug of war this by, like, adding another, by spending my own story point and upgrading it again. So. You couldn't, because I get to upgrade twice, because it's my uh, archetype ability. You only get to upgrade it once. Okay. Mr. Fancy Shot here, using his archetype ability. That I am. All right, this is all D12s here. Dodecahedrids, Go. Shit. Wow. One failure, but two advantages. So for the two advantages, I will say that when you fail to dispel it, you manage to avoid the magical feedback, which is it retaliating against you in attempt to dispel it. But it also um, triggers the secondary trap, which is it just, it's gone. You don't know where. Hmm. Unfortunate. Do I still have the journal? I said that I fished out of there. Roll a d2. On a 2, you do. Yes. Well, I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is that uh, Phylactery is no longer here. Bad news is that it's still somewhere. But I think we put the scare into that lich. Probably ain't gonna head back here. Can you determine the maximum range of that teleportation? Roll knowledge arcana. Or, excuse me, knowledge magic. Difficulty? Three. Yes, I can. Yes, you can. It would be short range, but not that short range. Teleportation magic is very difficult to do, even in the best of situations, unless your name is Merlin. So more likely than not, it is not in the building anymore. That doesn't mean it's not in Maryland anymore, but it's not in the building anymore. Probably. Well, in all likelihood, he's uh, still probably somewhere in the megalopolis. Between Washington and Baltimore. Hmm. Far too large of a search area. Effectively, he is gone. There's nothing else. He's uh, definitely going to go to ground after this. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. 
<sighs> Let's get the fuck out of here. I don't want to sit around talking in this death trap. I hear that. Hmm. Okay. And real quick before we go back to the others, do you read the diary or do you just hang on to it? Well, first things first, I ask Bosco if it's like going to explode or something if I read it. Bosco, I'll give you this one for free. No, it's not. It's just a diary that he was writing in. Oh, I absolutely read his diary. Okay. Yeah, we, we got some time. Entry number 586. Get Zooks! Same fucking building it has been since the last 50 years. Boy, howdy, am I bored. 40. Come on, 40. Um, <laughs> you got plenty of time to read it as we're heading back to Baltimore. Yeah. You find out that his name was uh, Sammy Tanner. He was real big into like jazz and swing in when he was alive, and uh, and he definitely like has been alive since like he turned into a lich in the forties. So he literally never updated his wardrobe at all upon death. Gross. I wonder if he'll <laughs> come after his diary. Now, to be fair, Nix hasn't updated their wardrobe since the nineties. <laughs> All right. Actually, are there any clues about where he might have teleported his phylactery to in the journal? Go ahead and roll perception to see if you can uh, glean any clues. Okay, who's got the highest? Uh, I got two green for perception. Same. Also, I'm driving. Probably shouldn't be reading. <laughs> I would be on my motorcycle, too, actually. <laughs> yeah, so. But we could hand wave this as being like before we start driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like we won't have to. But just for the hell of it, I've also got two perception. Okay. Well, two green, I mean. And for the sake of not getting into the more complicated version, Chloe just had two blue. Okay. Uh, What's the difficulty, Colin? Um, two. All right. I got a success and an advantage. Success and an advantage. Um, so... You find a entry, it looks fairly late-ish in the diary, um, talking about- when I was alive, I sure did love eating at Chili's. <laughs> in the 40s. You look through and, like, through all, of, like, the jargon and all that garbage, you find out that he used to live in, uh, Pasadena? Pasadena, Maryland, by the way. There is a Pasadena, Maryland. I was going to say, isn't that in Texas? Pasadena is an extremely small town in, like, the eastern portion of central Maryland. He doesn't give an exact address because uh, you did not roll that many advantages. But um, it's likely in a basement in a house somewhere now. Okay, I'm going to message you a thing I want to do. I'm going to type a thing I want to do out, but uh, I guess this is basically the end for us, right? Yeah. I will leave an anonymous tip to the law enforcement of Pasadena that a lich may appear there in the near future. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just call the ravens. Oh, yeah. Not not the ravens, it would be Swarm. Uh, were the ravens are the detectives, though. They would be the ones who would sniff out where it is before it actually, like, shows up. Yeah, but Swarm would definitely be the ones to be taking it out. Yeah, if and when it shows up. 
Look, anyways. Anyway. So, Nix, what was it exactly again that you were going to do? Talk to Gregory Lambda's contact about mm, emotion yes. and magic. Yep. So, you head back to New York City. Hmm. You're specifically going to an apartment building in a neighborhood called NoHo, which is, uh, short for North Hoboken, I believe. What do you do when you get there? I'm at the building, or am I at the room? Yeah, you, no, you're, you're just right in front of the door. Do you knock? Do you, uh... I'm... I'm crane at this point, yes. Uh, I knock, I suppose. Alright. The person that answers is wearing a sort of spiked vest and punkish clothes underneath it. He has a brand on his face that sort of looks like a tattoo that you would recognize as a branding of the Queen of the Summer Court. Hmm. And his hair is currently, well, say green. Just a nice, earthy green. What's, what is it? How is it styled? Side cut. Okay. And he answers the door and he goes, hi, yeah, hello? Yes, uh, I am. I am Crane. I was told you would expect me. Oh, yeah. Uh, come on in. Um, Grant Harrison, and he will shake your hand. I'm pleased to meet you, I'm sure. And Nick's uh, very clearly from looking them in the eye uh, glances at the, at the brand. Like, I don't know if it's clear to this person, but it's clear to us, the viewer. Yeah, you just, just get it out of your system. Go ahead and stare. Normally, I would ask for your name, but... Considering the circumstances. Yeah, no, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't give it to you. I'm fairly familiar with Faye. Enough to know that when one asks for my name specifically, shouldn't give it to them. Indeed. It works about a third of the time. Yeah, well, people are getting more careful these days. Um, how can I help you? Yes, I was informed that you were the foremost expert on emotional magic or the magic of emotions that's a polite way of saying that I'm the only person in the world who really knows what's going on with that sort of thing so yes uh, Hmm. I am so what you need to know Uh, at this point I imagine we've like gone inside and yeah yeah he's shown you around the apartment is big enough to support a very small family, but no one else seems to be home. I am doing research for a client of mine, and I wish to know, well, about the subject in general. Is there some sort of color wheel type concepts? Do emotions have opposites, complementary oh. emotions? Okay, okay, that's... um. That's a weird thing to ask, and not because, like, it's the question itself is weird, but because the answer is weird. Because the answer is simultaneously yes and no. So, each emotion has different opposites, none of which will, like, 
completely cancel out another one. Just because you're happy about something doesn't mean you're not going to be angry about something else. For instance, Mm -hmm. someone could be happy that they are in a long and loving, committed relationship with you, and they could be angry at the same person who they are happy with for leaving the dishes undone. And then he just sort of quickly checks over his shoulder and he's like, shit, I need to do those again. Okay, um, all right. <laughs> yes, now, hypothetically, what if the the subject with the emotion was not a person, but an object? Magical construct? Okay, magical constructs. Magical constructs and, um, and emotion magic are interesting because normally they don't interact with each other. Uh, There's the very rare exception. Um, I know a guy out in Southern California who's uh, made a wonderful construct that does sort of run on emotions, but not entirely, totally. There's a lot of other practical magic going on Uh, there as well. Forgive me, Um, I said construct, but perhaps a more pertinent would be concept. concept. I I trust this talk will remain confidential. I mean, if, if you want to remain confidential, sure. And of course, my employer would be more than willing to compensate you for your secrecy. Okay. Uh, so what exactly are you doing? If, if I know exactly what you're doing, then I might be able to help you better. What do you know of ley lines? Oh, okay. Um, I know they're all over the place. I know usually when they converge, they a lot, magic gets stronger. Um, I know as far as America is concerned, Baltimore is the, has the biggest convergence of ley lines, uh, which is why that place is so fucking weird all the time. Mm-hmm. I know 99.999% of mages in the world need to tap into the ley lines in order to draw the life magic that they need to cast spells with. Um, Were you aware that they could feel emotions? That I did not know. That's interesting. That's real interesting. I'm going to try and find one poke, poke around with that. One imagines they do not feel emotions the same way you or I would, but... Oh, no, of course not. Of course not. Like, lots of things feel emotions. Animals definitely feel emotions. Uh, and whether or not they feel emotions the same way as humans do is largely dependent on how closely related, I guess, intelligence-wise they are. So a cat feels emotion, but a cat is going to feel emotion differently from an elf. But an elf is not going to feel emotions that much differently from a human. I see. Are there any theories about how ley lines experience things? Honestly, this is the first time I'm hearing that they even have emotions. Uh, There's so much about ley lines that I don't know, unfortunately. Um, I've also sort of started drifting away from 
casting from ley lines because remember how I said 99 point etc etc percent of wizards use ley lines yes I don't hmm, perhaps that is fair now what if I told you that when enough ley lines at a conjunction feel strongly enough they can cause things to come into existence he kind of grins because you're just giving him so much new fun information and this is the sort of shit that he lives for when he's not like doing his actual like day job that pays rent he's like like what Hmm. elemental incarnations of wrath or other such creatures Come on, give me an example. Give me one example. Hmm. Baltimore, four years ago. You're shitting me. Dragons are just made out of ley lines? King Arthur told me. Oh my god. That explains why they're so fucking impossible to kill unless you're... Anyway, um... So... Uh... Okay, so I think I see where you're going with this. So if dragons are anger and rage made from ley lines made into horrible, scaly, fleshy death, then you're looking for the opposite to, like, counteract that. Yes. Okay, so unfortunately... Okay. Ideally, I will also have a suitable supply of adamantine and perhaps a portal to the Deadlands. Okay, okay. So you're not going to get an anti-dragon thing just by converging a bunch of ley lines and then making them feel happiness because unfortunately it just doesn't work like that. That being said, it probably won't kill a dragon outright, but it might punch a hole in its defenses enough for you to like actually hurt it. I don't know. I don't I don't know. This is just all so new and so out there that I'm just going off of pure theory at this point. We are on the cutting edge. Okay, so uh, he gets up and starts pacing around and like running his fingers through his hair. He's like, okay, so... I'm, I'm sitting on his couch. Yeah. He's like, so, alright. What would be the best one in any given situation? Uh, happiness is probably a good counter, but like, I don't know, that's kind of basic and you might not get as much as you would want. Love maybe but like oh can you even teach a ley line to love that is a question I was not expecting to ask today uh can you can you infuse it with with excitement excitement and anger oh no 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 that wouldn't that wouldn't work because excite because you can still be angrily excited about stuff. Um, depression? No, depression wouldn't work. Depression, um... I, it's... 
we're, we're trying to go with positive here because and and I don't want to like say something that's just completely wrong but like I don't think depression would be the right word contentment contentment might work can't really be too angry if you're just so content about everything so you might want to try this is assuming you can even find enough ley lines unless you oh it's that how we did it what are the ones I've been trying to work for years on how that motherfucker summoned a dragon above Baltimore and he must have like some somehow like trapped the magic contained it in a specific spot and just like wove the ley lines together or something? I don't know. But, like, if you want to do it on Earth, then that's going to be hard. If you want to do it on in the Feywild, uh, who would be the most content of the courts? Um, not not, spri- not summer or winter because they are, uh, they're always like, going for more. They're, they're, so you're probably, your best pet's probably their Honestly, your best bet's probably fall. If you want to try and find enough ley lines in fall to try and, like, infuse contentment. What are the wants and needs of a ley line? How does one make it content? That I have no idea. I'm sorry. Like, you've, you've stepped into a subject I don't really know too much about. And because I don't really need to know too much about it, have not studied on it. I see. Thank you very much for your help. I will let my employer know you are an asset. All right. Cool. Um, that is if you can remember me. I remember every phase. Uh, (laughs) You'll find that I'm kind of weird. Indeed. I could call him now if you wish. No, no, that's that's all right. Um, if uh, if you don't really need anything else, then uh, like, do you, do you need anything else? How does one fuse magic with an emotion? You fake it till you make it. Oh no, that's not a helpful answer at all. That's not a helpful answer at all. Do you speak from experience? <sighs> yes, actually. <laughs> uh, it's um, it's weird casting using emotions is something that was only theorized by one person and then discovered by me by accident hundreds of years later so explaining it is weird and difficult could one got an emotion be infused into an object I can work on that yeah 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 I can work on that I'll it, it might take me a while, but I can work on it. Um, it's gonna cost. That's gonna cost money. Like I, I'm not gonna be doing that for free. Would you need access to the physical object in question? I could find something here in New York. That that's no problem. So I'll like <sighs> get you the physical like cost of stuff that uh, that I would need to use, and then you know bill you for time 
and uh, resources and you know all that sort sort of deal. But um, but I can potentially make something for you. But like I said, that's something that I'm going to need to pay the rent with. Indeed. Uh, if I cannot remember you, I cannot tell my employer who to pay. Do you have a card? Actually, yes, I do now. I do have I do have a card. Uh, he gets up and he leaves the room. And after he leaves the room, the features of his face in your memory start to blur and swirl and you can't quite remember them. You remember you were talking to someone male not natural hair color wearing some sort of dark clothing but you can't remember the exact details and then Mm. when he comes back into the room holding a card those details come immediately rushing back your brand do you are you a vassal of the summer court I'm working on not trying to be one, but yeah. If, and uh, Nyx smiles toothily. If being forgotten is what you seek, perhaps you would wish to shed your name? (laughs) No, no, I'm doing it a different way. Here's my card. And he hands you a card that says, um, Brant Harrison, private investigator, uh, gives a New York uh, phone number and says, uh, services all boroughs except Staten Island. You have my thanks once more, and I will do my best to keep you in mind. If you find yourself needing any sort of name removal, do let me know. And I'll give him my card, which probably has uh, like crane scissors, like the embroidery scissors on it. Uh, but and it went in some sort of logo, perhaps incorporating the, the spring court symbol, but like, I don't know any specifics. Uh, he'll take it and he'll go, uh, thank you. I'll keep you in mind. And if that's all, he will politely show you to the door. And then the memory once again gets cloudy, but not as cloudy as before. There's still like... Now you can remember certain features. He had a brand on his face. His eyes were blue. His hair was green. You can't remember any distinct facial features. But the important thing is you do remember most of the conversation that you had. And the stuff that you don't remember, you can probably deem as unimportant. It would be very funny if uh, Nyx was actually just face blind. All right. I'll give Rolgar a call. Uh, once again, it's that thing he does where it seems like he's not going to answer, and then he answers, Rolgar leads. It is Nyx. I have spoken with someone, a consultant. Oh. You mean Crane? Uh, yes, I was hired as Crane. I am not telling Rolgar that... Um... I've spoken with someone, a consultant. They will be critical to our objective. They seek compensation, but they have some sort of glamour that makes them 
hard to remember. I have their card. How should I get it to you? Just take a picture with your phone and send it to me. My phone does not have a camera. Interesting. Very well, then. How do you not have a camera? It came with your Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Where are you at the moment? Thanks, Evan. Manhattan. No hope. My apartment is on 5th and East 72nd. I will text you the exact address, and he will um, send you the address, and uh, you can easily take a cab there or the subway. Public transportation choices are plenty in Manhattan. And when you arrive there, it's a very fancy-looking apartment building that actually has a gate in front of it, and there's a person manning the gate and they are they stand there they look at you and uh they sort of just like raise their eyebrow to see if you you want in rain i have business may i have your name christopher hopkins thank you christopher hopkins do you have business here yes as i just said with mr leeds one moment please and um go over to the intercom buzz talk for a little while then comes back over opens the gate and says, Mr. Lees is expecting you. And I will enter. He tells you that he's on the top floor. And when he says that he's on the top floor, the entire top three floors of this apartment building is his. He lives in a triplex. And when you Uh get to the door and you knock, you don't hear anything until the door opens and there is standing Mr. Pierce. Hello, my friend. Uh, He just simply steps to the side and lets you in. Uh, you can tell that with Rolgar Leeds's fashion statement choices, he definitely did not furnish this place. He had someone else furnish it for him because it actually <laughs> looks goddamn sensible. Uh, there's nice, like, polished wooden floors. There's a fireplace going. It's, like, marble and, like, has really intricate carvings of, like, flowers and such. There's, like, nice seating arrangements there's like chairs and like a small table in between them and Rolgar stands up from one of them dressed as ostentatiously as ever and he says my dear crane I see you finally arrived so the the, uh, the apartment furnishings are they more earth sensibilities or Feywild sensibilities earth sensibilities ah, Mr. Leeds uh, thank you for welcoming me to your apartment Looking at the place, I I would almost imagine you've gone native. Oh, I went native quite a while ago, actually. <laughs> so, I believe you had something you wished to hand off to me. Indeed. And I, at this point, I have written down what I remember of the conversation, just in case. And uh, I hand the card to uh, Rolgar. All right. He takes it and uh, he looks at it and he goes, ah, I've... Not heard of this fellow. I imagine not many people have. He opens his wallet and like slides his, the uh, card in. And then uh, he goes, if you'll give me just one moment, please. And uh, he steps out of the room, just leaving you there with Mr. Pierce, who's just staring at you. It's a living. Don't judge me. And then a couple minutes later of complete and utter silence, not even the sound of breathing or a heartbeat coming from Mr. Pierce, Rolgar Leeds comes in and he <laughs> hands you a box with the newest Galaxy phone in it. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, 
Thank you. It's been all set up for you. Just add your contacts in with as you see fit. In my line of work, it is not suitable to carry around a global positioning system in your pocket. That's what turning it off is for. Hmm. I will take it. Would you care to stay for a little while and join me in a drink? If you'd have me. I would. Mr. Piers, go fetch the wines. Uh, you know what I like. And uh, Mr. Piers just sort of walks off. There's no sound that happens when he makes a step at all. And then uh, we can just glance over that you and Mr. Leeds have a drink together. Yes. His, his taste in wine is better than his taste of clothes. I tell him that. <laughs> he does laugh a little bit at that, but uh, but Nix is trying to needle him. Hold on one second. I want to I need to see something. If there's a uh, skill for detecting feelings, essentially. I'm probably really good at it. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure it out. It might be under. Uh, yeah, roll vigilance. Just um, three red and a purple. So, you can't tell if that got to him or not. I'm gonna say. Okay. He's a lawyer. He's good at like not letting things get to him. Essentially. It just means I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Until I do get a reaction. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we will go to our final person of the night, Jordan Archer. Before we do, does uh, Nix's effort affect our collective dice pool at all? Oh, correct. Yes, I forgot. Thank you. We we have two of these to do. Um, so, yes, we'll do it in the order that we did this in. So, fight group. You get one from one list and two from the other. Fight group. I'm going to say I cleared a red earlier, so I'm going to clear the purple that resulted from it. That's going to be my pick. I'm going to upgrade an ability die. All right. And I guess uh, two boost. Okay. So your current dice pool with these selections are five black... Three red, one purple, uh, and then you also have two yellow and two blue. We're getting there. It sure as hell beats three. It sure as hell beats five red, five black, and no dice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now, Nix, you can choose one from each d- list. Uh, I'd like to remove two setback dice. Right, and which one from the positive list do you want to choose? I'll add an ability die. Okay. All right. So then, Jordan Archer. Yes. What are you doing? I'm looking for somebody whose last name I don't know. <laughs> Well, there is someone you could go ask. Who, Seymour? He'll just tell me to fuck off. Yeah, but you could also be very apologetic and bring him up high or something. Who knows? 
look, I do intend to, like, send him a check later for the wall repairs. But for now, it's the very next day. He probably doesn't want to interact with me. And... I... I know how to do research. I know how to... I know how to look for people. I know how to investigate people. That's a... It's a thing you have to do when interviewing for certain industry jobs. You need to effectively figure out who's going to interview you and stalk them so you can tailor yourself to them. So I have some experience doing that. Okay. I think I'm going to roll computers. Yeah, computers or... Um, I don't know if this will apply or not, if it will make things any easier for you. You may also roll knowledge history, if that is better than your computers. No, it is in fact two ranks worse. Okay, well then, computers it is. I'm trying to think of like public perception of the relationship of Thomas and Seymour. So give me a second, because I know if you went to some people, it would be way easier, but, um... But do Seymour and Scab follow each other on LinkedIn? <laughs> uh... <laughs> I don't even think Seymour would have a LinkedIn, but... We'll say difficulty three, but I'm spending a story point and upgrading one of them to a red. I'm also doing that. Okay. Okay, I've, I get two shit. successes, an advantage, a triumph, and a despair. I think that's the first time I've ever seen both of the criticals hit on the same roll. <laughs> yeah, same. Okay. Uh. So, it is very easy to find news knowledge of Seymour that goes back to... 2019 and from there you can sort of follow the crumb trail of him being friends with one Thomas Edgar Poe with the triumph I will give you exactly where he was last reported to be because like you you managed to track him down like you you google the name Thomas Edgar Poe and after Revelation Day he pops up all over the place uh Washington Nashville Minneapolis he was last reported in Seattle the with the despair I will say that that information with as often as he's been moving around might be outdated and if it isn't outdated Seattle's still a really big place to just get a generalization of where one specific person is okay okay what form does this information come in DHEA reports Hmm. he's not affiliated with the DHEA and he has been arrested several times but he was never arrested for long like, he, he was basically, like, told, you're spending a night in the drunk tank, essentially, and then let go, and then he shows up somewhere else. So these reports are... public? Yes. Okay, okay. 
Hmm. He basically was forced to register with how many times he's been arrested because otherwise they would have had more cause to like keep him detained than they already did. And so he kind of nipped that in the bud to do whatever the hell it is that he's doing. You better believe there were a million fucking Freedom of Information Acts filed after Revelation Day. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think about how I can spend that advantage to get my lead back. Like, if there's another name tied to it. Another name tied to it? Yeah. I can give you that. Not a specific name, but an organization name. Because with the advantage, you find out that every time he was arrested, someone from the Reynolds Foundation died. Hmm. And at first you chalk it up to coincidence, but no, every time he was arrested, a missing persons report went out for some for someone, and then after that, it was revealed that they were members of the Reynolds Foundation. Hmm. <laughs> okay. How familiar am I with that name? Um, that's up to you. I mean, like I said, I keep up with the news. And especially, I keep up with stuff. I did a whole bunch of research when suddenly all these fucking debts fell in my lap. And it's like, okay, I'm in debt to, like, ten different fairies. I I need to get everything I can on them. But I didn't, like, go out and interview them. I got everything online. Okay. Um, so, you know the Reynolds Foundation is an organization that wishes to get their own chunk of sovereign land in order to like live peacefully without like official government interference they want to basically become their own government officially they state that they don't agree with morgan reynolds's uh methods they just agree with what his end goal was which was like a free nation for the fae and the dead to just live out their lives Unofficially, there are lots of people who suspect that they are straight up a racist terrorist organization that will kill people to get what they want. And every time something like that happens, their leader does eventually disavow it. But it takes a while. Like he's testing the waters to see if he can get away with not having to disavow it. Got it. Got it. And do they have like front facing organizations they do they are most prominent in uh new york city and chicago is there a reynolds foundation seattle chapter facebook page there is is there like a chapter leader designated on that page there is i did not think that uh much into detail but there would be yes okay well, unfortunately for you, Colin, I need to talk to this person. Okay. Um. Time to talk to a racist. <laughs> we'll say they're a halfling. I'm just going to come up with the first name right, right now. Uh, Rachel. Halfling named Rachel. What's the other half? Also Ling. That's a very human name. Like, not to call you out explicitly, Colin, but that's like for for a face supremacist organization. It's a very Earth person name. Yeah, 
They might be second or third generation, so they might have been given a human name, and so that's just their name now. Okay. Sure. I'm going to... Uh... Is Rachel's Facebook page, like... Does she have one? She has one, but it's set to friends only. Shit. Okay. Okay. Well, none of my coworkers are on Facebook, or most of them aren't, and the ones who are don't know that I am. And uh, literally all of my family is dead. So, shrug. I'm... I'm going to send Rachel a friend request. Can you see if friend requests have been denied? Eff- effectively, yes. It, it doesn't, like, send you a you got denied thing, but the, like, pending request will disappear from your, like, friends list. Uh, after a couple hours, the pending request disappears. I send it again. It immediately disappears this time. Third time's the charm. Alright, uh... Go ahead and roll charm, I guess. If, you, if we're gonna keep doing it this way. Um, I did not stat Rachel. So, let me, what is charm opposed by? Cool. Okay. Um, one red, one purple. No. No. A failure, a despair, and an advantage. Not only do they not accept it, you are blocked. Uh, I was literally about to say the despair, you are blocked from their page. Well, how do you want to spend that advantage? What good from th- comes from this? Hmm. Okay. This is something Jordan is going to bank on without knowing for sure if it's real but the person who is approving or i guess rachel because i'm i'm hitting her page in particular rachel Mm -hmm. is going to be so annoyed at a dirty human repeatedly sending friend requests that she's going to be more open to any fey person sending one okay are you going to set up a fake pro- fake profile? Yes. <laughs> You're going to catfish a fae. <laughs> yes, I'm going to catfish this halfling woman. It's happening. Feels like okay. we should be using some sort of mystical animal instead of a catfish. What's the magic version Namazoo. of a catfish? It's Namazu. All right, so go ahead uh, roll charm. So, so, so what I'm gonna do, what I'm actually gonna mm-hmm. do before I set this up, mm-hmm. is I'm I'm going to do some research. I'm going to uh, like look at Facebook profiles of Fey people, like mm-hmm. get a feel for if there's any substantive differences between them and human Facebook pages. And also, I need to get, like, fake pictures together, so I'm going to spend some time doing that. Okay. 
I think that's another computers. Yeah, uh, computers. It's easy enough to uh, to research face stuff on Facebook because they also use Facebook. So we'll say difficulty one. Okay. Okay. Well, a success, five advantages, and a triumph. With the triumph, I'm not even gonna make you fucking roll to see if the friend request is accepted. Um, your profile is such a good fake that, yeah, you're right. She was so annoyed by a fucking human constantly friend requesting her that she's accepting the first fay that uh that sends the friend friend request. Okay. Okay. Now, how do I approach this interaction? Not physically. I basically need to ask her, like, no, I, so after I follow her, I'm going to join the Seattle Chapters Facebook page. Okay. It's like, I'm here and I'm here. Okay. And then a lot of time, Facebook groups will have like a private chat. Can I get into that? Yeah, sure. Okay. I want to ask, you know, I, I basically want to pose it as um, I'm not from Seattle. I'm based in Denver, and I heard rumors that there's this guy going around killing us, and he might be heading this way. Can anybody confirm it? All right. Or um, I'll specifically say there's this gremlin. Okay. I'm sure. I, right. I'm sure I'll have been able to figure out that yeah. Thomas is a gremlin. Yeah, it's it's easy enough. Like it's it's public knowledge. Um, he had to register, so it is public knowledge. So here's what I want. I want deception, but this is going to be one. It's going to be a di- only going to be a difficulty two. Two. I want you to give yourself three boost dice, one for the good lie, and two because you guessed exactly where the heaviest concentration of Reynolds Foundation members are. In Denver? In Denver. Huh. Nice. Nice, nice. Okay. Um. I would like to use a story point to make this a better roll for myself, because I have no ranks in deception. Go ahead. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tug it back either, so go for it. Thank you. Um, can I give myself one more boost because I got fucking five advantages? Yes. Come on, big money, no whammies. Okay, a success and two advantages. Somehow with uh, seven good dice on my side, I didn't do superbly, but I did well enough. (laughs) All right. So uh, there's a couple of responses, but it mostly equates to there's been this suspicious guy lurking around, but no one's turned up dead yet. There was uh, someone else who says that um, they think they saw some Kremlin like around Smith Tower scoping stuff out. They didn't think of it much at the time because they, you know, like racist gonna racist. They thought that, you know, they didn't think much of the guy who like is weird like them. But, you know, upon like 
hearing on, on this, like, eh, that was actually a little weird. Like, he was just hanging around Smith Tower, just looking, just, like, looking at people. That's a little weird. Um, so... So, to be clear, Colin, I, I know you just gave me all that information, but to be clear, this was in the Seattle group? Yes. I was asking them, did you hear that he's headed in my direction, or did you hear he's heading elsewhere, is what I was trying to Oh, get. um... What they say is that they don't, they didn't hear anything, um, but they have seen a suspicious guy, like, lurking around. And then one person gives you a description that fits scabs. Seems to be about mid-twenties, really dark hair. He's grown a beard lately. He's also got some, like, eyebrow piercings. Short ears, kind of green-skinned, long, a bit long in the face. Uh, and they say that, like, he was, they just saw him, like, there in Seattle, like, three days ago. Okay. And they haven't heard, and no one's turned up dead in Seattle. No one's turned up dead in Seattle yet. Okay. Got it, got it. Okay, so, probably Seattle. Mm, Seattle's a big city. But I, you told me I know a place where people have seen him lurking. Yeah outside of Smith Tower. Well, the company that I work for has branches out there, but I'm not trying to get them, like, involved, and it's not like I could call somebody up and say, like, hey, can you go search for this guy? I know we don't know each other. We work for the same uh, multinational conglomerate, but... (laughs) You do have fuck you money, though. Do you have fuck you money and you could just go there yourself and Rolgar Leeds will pay for your plane ticket and your hotel. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm also going to ask Rolgar if he can, like, give me not Mr. Pierce, but somebody to, like, make sure I don't get fucking murked. Uh... Yeah, he says that he can hire someone for you, uh, and they will meet you in Seattle. Okay. Okay, I go to Seattle. Uh, When you arrive in Seattle, you see someone holding up a sign that just says Jordan Archer on it. Okay, I will go and meet this person. You Archer? Yes. Uh, You, Leeds hired you? Uh, yeah, uh, my name's Barney Harden, and uh, he reaches out to shake your hand. I will shake him. Um, he's dressed very nicely, like um, suit, uh, suit and tie. Um, he he hasn't buttoned up the um the the vest part of the suit though, so it's hanging open. It's just like a white shirt though. Um, kind of tall, wearing like dark leather gloves as well. And uh, he says, "So uh, this is just." Body artwork, I guess. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm searching for a guy, and it might take me somewhere dangerous, and I just need to make sure I don't get killed, because I do not have the ability to defend myself. Alright, yeah. Did you have a hotel in mind if this took a couple days? Because, uh, I think Mr. Leeds also said that, uh, he could set you up, he would, like, pay for your room, or he would pay for separate rooms for us. Are you from the city? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm from Houston. Okay. I travel around a lot, so that's why I don't have my accent, but, like, I'm, I'm from Houston originally. 
Sure, sure. I was just want you know, if you were from here, I would ask for your recommendation. But if he's got one, I'll take it. I don't know how long this will take. Uh, yeah, so um, you can find a hotel. If you want to get separate rooms, you can. It doesn't bother me. All right, yeah, um, he'll take the couch. But we're not going to do that right away because yeah. I do know that we are on a timer whose length I am not aware of. Like, okay. Thomas is, if he keeps to his patterns, eventually going to kill someone and then leave. And I need to catch him before that happens. And I don't know when that's going to happen. So we're not going to waste time on that today. We're basically going to hunt until either I drop from human exhaustion or he says... Uh, we're done. I need a nap. Okay. All right. Uh, so go ahead and roll. I think it'd actually be streetwise at this point. I think it's like, also going to be streetwise. Yeah. You're looking for a needle in a haystack. So I'm going to say it's a difficulty four, but failure does not necessarily mean you don't find him. It just means it's going to, it might take a while, like a couple of days. So, uh, go ahead and does blow. does my bodyguard contribute anything to it? We'll say one blue. He's also looking sure. out. Uh, I'm just trying to think. It's probably not worth using brilliant on this because I'd only be getting one more green. Hey, one more green is one more green. Oh no, wait! It's ranks in the skill being used. Oh no, actually, that would. Uh, that would do a lot for me. That would turn it into four yellow and a green. Yes, actually. Is it versus four purple? Very good. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to spend a story point and use brilliant. And okay. that means I'm going up to rank four in streetwise instead of rank one. Okay. So I'm rolling three yellow and a green against... Uh, for purple. Also a blue. Alright. Please give me good things. Good things. Four successes things. and a threat. Four successes and a threat. So you do find him on the first day. Basically, if you had failed for every failure, it was going to take a day to find him, and that might have been bad if you had taken too many days to find him. But with four successes, you managed to find him on the first day. The threat comes in the uh, sense that he's not exactly staying in a great neighborhood. You get the sense that he has a very set budget, so he is trying to find places on the cheap or for free. So the neighborhood that he is currently staying in is not great. So your, your bodyguard does kind of stick close and you see him like reach to his side and you can see his holstered gun as he just like looks around and make sure that like nobody tries to do anything. Um, but you do find where Scab is uh, holed up at the moment on the first day. What do you do? Is it a house, an apartment, a hotel, a hostel? It's a motel. Okay. And he's in? As far as you are aware, he is in. Yes. There is a um, bit of a delay and the door opens up and you can see that it's slashed and 
he's like, hello? Uh, hi, are you Thomas Poe? Who's asking? Hi, uh, my name is Jordan Archer. Uh, Sylvester Seymour gave me your name as, um, uh, someone to consult for, uh, as like, a someone particularly knowledgeable about Deadlands portals. I, I'm in dire need of a consult. That's not a lie. No, it's not. It, he, he did tell you that. Um, so I'm wondering if this is charm or negotiate. This is probably charm, actually. So what is... I actually did stat out Scab. Or, excuse me, I did stat out Thomas. So, uh... I do know his cool... His cool... So you're gonna be rolling two reds and a purple, but give yourself two blues for name-dropping Seymour. God. My social skills are dog shit. I'm not supposed to be making these rolls. (laughs) I've still got story points. I'm going to use them. Okay. A success. A success. And guess Holy what? Holy shit. A, a success is all you need. He sort of like narrows his eyes at you. He's real short, by the way. Like how how tall is how tall is Jordan? Uh, not very. I want to say like five eight, five nine. You're still taller than he is. He's five foot flat, if that. So he kind of looks up at you, closes the door, but it's not like a, a slam in the face that indicates that you should go away. It's just like gently closing the door. You can hear the latch being undone. And then he opens the door and he says, come on in. And uh, just sort of walks over to um, his bed. It's it's a small room, so there's barely enough room for like a bed and a nightstand. This is Barney, by the way. Hi. And uh, Thomas just sort of like nods. He goes, Alright, so, um, you need to talk to me about Deadlands Portals, then. Yeah, um, can I, like, so to preface this, well, there's a lot of prefacing to be done here, but one thing is, I have a lot of resources at my disposal for this project. Can I, like, put you up somewhere nicer, or, like, buy you a nice lunch or something? A nice lunch would probably be better because uh, in the long run I a nice lunch will be fine um, I just get me like a Panera gift card or something I mean okay I was thinking like right now but that's also oh that's also oh, fine I mean if you want if you want to do it right now then yeah okay let's go yeah. um, let's talk over lunch he will uh, head on out and how well does Jordan know about gremlin metabolism? Is it common knowledge? Is it something I would find on Google? You know that they eat a lot. So when you get to um, Panera and he looks at you and says, you're sure that you can like, that your guy's gonna be okay covering this, right? Uh, okay. If you can keep it under three zeros? I think we're good. Okay. He then proceeds to order 17 sandwiches. I... I... Okay. (laughs) Look, okay, so there's a guy... There's a guy who orders 17 sandwiches for lunch, and then there's 
whatever the fuck is going on with Nyx. We're like, <laughs> we're not even in the I'm weirded out ballpark anymore. <laughs> Specifically, okay, so it's not sandwiches. Like, he, has, he does 17 orders. Some of them are soup. Some of them are salad. Some of them, most of them are sandwiches. He gets one dessert. He treats himself. Panera has pizzas now. They do? Yes. Huh. Okay. They have pepperoni, margarita, meat meat lovers. Hmm. He'll get a meat lovers, but he mostly wants the sandwiches. Okay. And then Barney will also order a human amount of food, which is one, one you pick two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is Barney human, by the way? I don't know if we specify. Barney is human. Yes. Okay. I'll order lunch as well. All right. A normal human amount. So it, it takes a while for the person who ordered 17 things to get lunch, but eventually... So like, no, I, I tell and- them. I tell the, the person, like, because at Panera, the counters are often open. Like, mm-hmm. there's the kitchen, and then there's the counter where they just put the yeah. orders. I, like, go yeah. over, and I just, like, I get some cash out, and I slide it across and say, that huge order, just send them out as it's done. Uh, he nods. He will uh, take the tip, even though... With Panera workers, I don't think you're supposed to. I th- I think that is, I think they are. You can do tips and online orders. I know. Okay. All right. But yeah, as the orders come in, um, Skagwas. So, uh, what do you need to know? Okay. So, uh, finish that mouthful, because I, uh, I'm no, gonna he, like. He's 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 grown up a lot. He eats politely now, so he will not talk with his mouthful. No, but like I want his mouth to be oh. empty when I oh, tell okay, him. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I tell him, uh, finish that mouthful. Don't take another one until I tell you this because I know, because I'm going to lead with something that's kind of a big deal and I, I don't want a face full of uh, turkey club. Okay. All right, go. Uh, so me and like four other people have been contracted to hunt a dragon. I'm glad you told me to empty my mouth first because I 100% would have started choking there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, we've all got our own reasons for doing it. Uh, and I don't know. You probably don't need to know mine. But I, I, am, I am a normal human. Uh, I have... I Like, I've got this and I like fiddle with a ring on my finger and I've got this and I fiddle with the an earring but like I didn't earn these they kind of fell into my lap along with a whole bunch of other uh, a lot worse shit uh, so while everybody else in my group is a lot more dangerous than me I am trying to minimize the amount of danger here which I get is like a humorous concept considering what we're doing but I figure like you know, I, I browse Reddit and um, like I read the news and I go on some chan boards. So I, I've got a pretty clear set of rumors as to how the last one was killed, which was just a huge cheat. Dragon was halfway through and then a uh, cell phone tower exploded and then the portal shut. So like she cheated. 
Yeah, um, I was there. I saw the thing coming down, and at that point, I thought I was 100% dead. So, yeah, I, I kind of... Rem- I was right there, ground zero, honestly. Okay. Good job on living through it. Um, Thank you. So I, I am trying to figure out how we can cheat this thing. And we're obviously not going to be able, well, we're probably, probably not going to be able to do it the same way, mostly because we don't want to, like, summon a dragon into Earth and potentially screw it up and, like, actually have it come through. I don't want to let that happen. I appreciate that, yes. But, so I, I, I have this idea, and it's like the first half of a plan here where so like dragons are huge and because they're so big they have to fly mostly by magic yeah 1500 foot wingspan can only get you so much when you uh are weigh a couple tons yeah 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 uh so my my thought is is if we can disrupt this magic and Good lord, I need to figure out how to get a hold of Merlin somehow. Because he's the only lead I have on any supply of adamantine. But that's a two days from now problem or whatever. Um, I have this idea that it we can get it airborne somehow. And then we can disrupt it, disrupt the magic around it to make it have to do an emergency landing. And then, as it's doing that, we just open up a portal to the Deadlands underneath it, where it's going to land. And it falls through, and then gravity reorients itself, and we shut the portal. And then the people who are waiting on the other side do whatever the second half of this plan is. And I'm still working on that. But for this to happen, I need to understand mechanically like how do these portals work under what conditions can they be made so far i've only seen them be like physically attached to surfaces could i like put posts in the ground and project a portal several feet above the surface uh how big can i make it how much power is necessary based on its size I, I need to know I, I need to get all of the parameters here so I can make sure that like one we can generate a portal that'll be big enough for this thing to fall through two that like if its wings spread out it's not gonna clip the sides of it and disrupt it cause um oh I just realized something your last name's Poe is he like is he your dad we went to the Deadlands. Edgar Allen. Yeah. 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 I'm, okay. I'm cool. His son. Okay. Nice. Um. So he opened up a, a door for us into uh, Agent Seymour's like living room, and I. Oh, I how's he have doing? Knife. Who? Seymour. Uh, it's. I mean, we only interacted for a couple of seconds. 
he got kind of annoyed with me because I, so like I, I was trying to figure out like what happens if he physically damaged the edges of these portals. So I, I took my pocket knife and I cut the edges and it like shut and my knife was stuck in the wall and then I was escorted <laughs> from the premises. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's kind of funny. I'm sorry. It's, it's kind of funny in hindsight. Yes. Um, but my knife is stuck in his wall and his wife is probably upset about that. Uh, his wife's pretty hard to piss off, actually. Uh, she's been happy as a clam since, you know, she stopped being a cat for 300 years. So there's that. That's weird, and I don't want any more details. <laughs> um, so, like, I... Yeah. So I, I need to know everything. To know everything you can tell me about it. Okay. All right. So normally, I just make personal portals, and they are real specific to where you place place them. You have to put them in the same spot, otherwise, uh, oh, things go wonky, and you need yeah, to know uh, where they open up from. Yeah, exactly. That's that's another thing. Um, so we talked to the sultans about like, where is it okay to drop this thing? And they said, do it in the center of the Deadlands. Which like, I don't know how to line up those coordinates. And we're going to be dropping this thing from its territory in the Feywilds. So if you have any insight on how to do those calculations, if there are calculations involved, yeah, I could probably do that for you. Um, might take a couple of days, especially since I'm, I've got something I need to do here first. He's not going to tell you exactly what, because uh, I'm, I'm here to murder a Reynolds Foundation person. Doesn't exactly sound good when said out in public. I'm here to do a moiner. I'm here to kill someone. <laughs> Hooray! I'm here to kill folks and eat pancakes, and I just had a bunch of pancakes. <laughs> I just tell him, we're not in a hurry. We don't have a timetable here. It's fine. Okay. All right. I can find a way to do something. And I'll pay you for your work if you'd like. Okay. All right. So it's going to also be 1,500 feet wide. So that's gonna mess with the calculations a bit. Uh, and probably no, not now. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, you know, not to condescend you if you have this knowledge, but there's this thing in engineering called factor of safety, where you figure out the minimum requirements for something, and then you say, okay, now let's double or triple that, so that we have a wide margin for things to fuck up. So you're gonna need. Uh, Something basically a mile wide. Got it. Yeah. Square mile, square mile. Okay. Um, so, to answer your other questions, I don't think there's a way to project them above anything. You actually do need to draw it on a physical object. Doesn't matter what kind of physical object. You can be the. It can be the ground. It can be 
blackboard, something like that, but it has to be a physical object that you have to draw it in. As for the energy that it puts it, that you have to put into it, it's a very simple ritual. Basically, anyone with a lick of magical knowledge can do it. You just draw a door. It can be as simple as a rectangle with a circle on it for a doorknob, and then you knock three times, like the Beetlejuice movie. Okay. So there's there's no minimum requirement based on the size. I don't know. I've never drawn a portal a mile wide before. Okay. Okay. Um, noted. Now, okay. Uh, oh. I'll ask you, and if you don't have an answer, I'm sure one of the two wizards in our party will be able to tell me but like if it does require more power since we're doing this in the fey wilds which is like i presume like super magic heavy just ambiently like especially for a dragon's territory considering those things are made out of ley lines so there's going to be a ton of just ambient uh yeah we talked to king arthur Oh, okay. That's weird. Yeah. I never knew that. Okay. Oh, yeah. According to him, they are made out of ley lines, so I presume it wouldn't travel too far from its birthing grounds, considering it needs a lot of energy to live. Well, too far is, rel- is relative, I, I would think, to a dragon. I guess, but like, is there a way to create like a circuit bridge? Just like put one end of a wire in a ley line and put the end of the wire on the door frame, I guess. He's thinking. And he's actually going to roll knowledge magic on that. Four successes for the folks at home. Four successes from the, from the guy. Good he job. He thinks and he goes, that should be possible that there sh- there should be some way we can jury rig that together i'll come up with something after i'm done doing my thing here okay cool cool um, so presuming that the door is wide enough and that we can throw it open when the dragon is directly overhead um hopefully if it like does a panic fire breath it won't be able to hit the edges of it. We'll, we'll need to make sure. You know what? Actually, uh, shit. It would probably see that happening. The the surface that you draw this door on, uh, how rigid does it have to be? Could we, like, draw it onto a, a, a gigantic tarp in advance and then roll it out? That should work. It might make the... You don't have to have it be perfectly square or rectangular or whatever, so yeah, that should that should be fine. Okay. The question is, where are you going to get a mile-long tar- piece of tarp? Yeah, and, well, I mean, okay, we have access to effectively infinite money. We can have it manufactured. But, uh, no, it's, it's just a thought, like trying to think about if we can change the portal's center 
on the fly if necessary um yeah and then the we'll, we'll, we'll need to figure out a way to maneuver it we'll need to project we need to figure out a way to project its patterns its flight pattern whatever we do to get it up in the air we'll have to be like either drawing it to a location or forcing it away from a location. Probably the former. You probably can't scare a dragon very easily. No, they are apex predators. They probably... I don't know if one exists that has even felt fear. Maybe the one that was over Baltimore was afraid for a millisecond before its head got lobbed off, but... Yeah, okay. Um. Okay. So the portal has to be powered from the side that it's drawn on. God, would the Sultans even be able to contribute to that? I don't think so, but they might be able to contribute in other ways, but I don't think they'll be able to contribute from, like, being able to open the door. just we had two of them say they would help out but it was like in regards to getting the portal online so I now that I know this bit of information we might need to ask them for something else they might have an idea of where you can put place the portal that that might be their contribution but I don't know I can't speak for the two that you spoke to well, no, like, they, they told me where. They told me in the dead center. Right, but they you need to know where on Earth or in the Feywilds where to put this door in order to place it in the center. They might have Oh, yeah, they didn't know. They had no idea. Um, that's, um, that's why I'm having to come ask you. They might be trying to find it. I don't know. I, I can't speak for them. Okay. Well, I'm sure... If nothing else, I'm sure they can contribute to whatever part two of this is going to be. Could you? Stupid question. I just haven't had the opportunity to, like, test this, and I need to make sure. Could you just, like, push my lunch to the side? Can you make a small one, like, right here so I can see how gravity on horizontal surfaces functions? He pushes the lunch to the side. It draws a portal big enough for you to like basically stick your arm in and it opens it up and goes there you go I just I take my bread roll that came with my lunch and I drop it through it falls through the Deadlands portal and then it falls back up through the Deadlands portal onto the table down up down up it gets closer and closer to the middle every time until eventually it just sort of rests vibrating a little bit between the two portals just sort of like spinning in in place I know but like my hands go up into my hair and my eyes get a little wide oh you could do so much bullshit with that I think they made, made a couple of games, games of about that bullshit <laughs> <laughs> same joke like like, I know a couple of engineers who would love to be able to, like, put things in this situation, pointing at the bread. <laughs> <laughs> OK, 
Okay, so we dump the dragon through, ideally from a sizable height, so that it, like, can fall down enough that it fully clears the portal and we can snap it shut. Okay. Got it, got it. Can you... I, like, examine it. Okay, I know this is in, like, the form of a door. I don't want to, I don't want to destroy one of this restaurant's butter knives, but can you just, like, turn the portal off without closing the door? Just, like, break it? No, you have to usually close or destroy the portal. Shit. I, I, I want to know if the bread will be cut in half. He shrugs, he takes a knife, and he just sort of nicks a little bit at the table, and then, yeah, the bread is telefragged. Like, he is going to be going to jail for worse in a couple, in a little bit, so destroying a table a little bit is not going to weigh heavily on his conscience. Okay. <laughs> An atom is split. A nuclear explosion annihilates everyone. <laughs> Honestly, one atom splitting, not that dangerous. Yeah, but like a whole bread roll's worth of splitting makes you think. Well, most of an atom is space, so it's not likely to hit all of them. <laughs> the atom splits, but only on the Deadlands side. <laughs> okay, so that's a possible part two. Uh, if we could just like put the dragon on lockdown until gravity resolves, we could just cut the fucking thing in half. That'd be a play. Especially given how evidently fragile these portals are. Criminy. You usually don't destroy them on your way out. You just close the door behind you. Right, sure. Okay, is there anything else? Um... I know how gravity works. Uh, if there is a power requirement, we'll get that resolved. You are going to do the uh, coordinate finding in exchange for a sum that you will designate according to your own whims, uh, how much you feel your work and time is worth. I know that there's, I know what medium it has to be present on and there's no size restraints besides power, which is an unknown, which we will solve for. What else would I need to know? Hmm. Okay, weird question. It's fine if you don't know the answer to it. Uh, the person I'm going to source this material from might know. Well, actually... Is, is this hole in space, or is it, like, magic continuous through the plane of the portal? That I don't know. Okay. See, I was trying to figure out, like, if a flake of adamantine fell through the portal, would it break it? But I'll, I guess I'll figure that out from somebody else. Okay. What... So, like, how do you make them? Like, I know you just told me, like, you draw a door and you knock on it, and I assume you, like, put some magical intent into it or whatever. Yeah. But, like, does... It, there's there's no definite shape, right? 
as long as it is. Mm, I don't think it. I don't think so. Usually doors are what most people do because it's easiest. I've never tried it with anything with any other shape, but uh, I drew some really sloppy doors back in 2019. So I'm guessing it can be any shape because uh, let me tell you, some rhombuses were uh, definitely askew that day. Okay. Okay. Um, is there any particular like material that you have to draw this in, or can it just be like ink or paint? It could just be ink, pa- ink, paint, whatever. Okay. Neat. Like I said, this is this is one of the simplest things that you can do. Okay. I assume you can like complete ninety nine percent of it, and then close the circuit at the moment you actually need it. I don't see why not. Okay. Just trying to think, like, how much of this can we prepare in advance? Can we get most of the door set up? Because, hmm. We could probably get all of it set up and then just have it be constructed of a mundane material the dragon wouldn't be able to detect and then put power to it at the moment we need it. Okay, okay. Alright, um... So the adamantine is the big question right now, I think. The adamantine and the lure. We're going to need a reason to get the dragon in the air, going in a direction that we can predict. That's something for the whole team to figure out. That's not... We don't need you for that, necessarily. Okay. I think that's everything. I think that's everything. I, could I have your phone number in case, like, I need to ask something else? You're gonna, you know, you're gonna need my phone number to call me when your work is done. Uh, sure. But just so you know, I don't usually keep my phone on too much. Um, kind of easy to track that way. But uh, he will give you his phone number. And um, says, if it goes to voicemail, just leave a message. I'll look at it eventually. Uh, you know what? Let's let's do that. I'll uh, I'll take this, and then I'll like I'll get out like a little piece of scratch paper. I'll write my phone number and my email address on it. Be like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're worried about being tracked, like just go to a public library and send me an email or whatever. Will do. Right. Like I said, we're not we're not on a time crunch here. So if it takes you a couple days to get back to me, no harm. All right. So, um, is there anything else that you might need? Not that I can think of right now. If you need something from me, or when your work's done, or if I need something from you, we have each other's contact info. He nods, and, um, I imagine this conversation has taken a while, so he's through, like, most of his lunches by now. Oh yeah, we we are not like stopping to narrate the pausing for him to stuff his maw. Right. Yes. So he, we'll we'll say he's done between like twelve and fourteen of his lunch lunches. One in that, somewhere in that range. Both of you have lost count. And that is that. Eventually, he finishes his lunch, and a couple days later, uh, another Reynolds Foundation member goes missing. Rip. Nobody feels Rip. bad about it. Was it was it the head of the Facebook page? <laughs> no, was it, it was not the head. It was not Rachel. 
uh, it was it's honestly someone high up there, but not like the leader because like with an organization like that, like killing the leader doesn't really do much. It's just a change in leadership, but you know the goals remain essentially the same. So go ahead and choose one of each item on the list. Give me a downgrade and an upgrade. A downgrade and an upgrade, okay. I have secured assistance and solved for more variables for my plan, so I've made things easier in two directions. So... It is... How do you get in touch with Queen? Did she give you her phone number? I forget. No, I just said I'd be back. Oh, yeah, you just said you'd be back. Okay. So, yeah, it's definitely, like, before opening time the next day. Yeah, if the bouncer tries to give me trouble, I basically just say, go, t- go fucking talk to your boss and she'll know who it is. No, like, the, the bouncer sees you, and, like, he does the thing where, like, he sees someone coming, he's like, we're not open until, and then he realizes who you are, and he's like, <sighs> just opens the door, and it's like, she's upstairs, go. It won't be long. And, uh, when you head upstairs and you knock on the, um, on her office door, there's a brief pause and hear Cleon say, one moment, and then there's a couple of voices talking, and, um... Eventually, the door opens and out steps the mayor of Baltimore. And then Cleon's uh, shortly behind him. And she, and she says, uh, we'll get in touch, Mr. Mayor. And then she looks at you and she goes, I take it you're done that favor you uh, I wanted you to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not gone for good, but I but we definitely scared him out of Baltimore, period. Uh, a friend puts him somewhere in Pasadena. I got his... She fishes his journal out of her back pocket. I got his journal, if you're curious. He's a not a very clever fella. I don't give a fuck about his journal. I just care if he's out of that hospital like my friend wanted him. Follow me. Gone. Clean. She will lead you downstairs back outside into a, like some sort of parking garage and she like leads you to a car and uh, someone opens up a door for you and she says get in I get in she gets in with you and um, she tells the driver to just go somewhere you try to bring up any small talk because she sure as hell does not no absolutely not alright you are eventually driven to a uh, warehouse deep in the city and uh, she walks up. It, it's one of those ones where like, it doesn't look like it's much from the outside. It's very unassuming. Uh, she punches in the code, um, the gate opens, she leads you in, and she heads into the basement where she swipes a card key and opens up the door, and there's the fucking skull. Is it like no skin, no bones, no, or no skin, no meat or anything? No skin, no meat, or anything. She was only able to pay for the bones. Uh, And she says, like I said, no incisors, no canines. Any of the other ones are yours. Uh, Go for the molar, make a big hammer. I mean, I basically just go for one of the ones in the back that seems pretty big. 
All right. If this thing, if this thing is like that big, am I even gonna be able to move one of these teeth, or do I just like I point to it and it gets delivered to me sometime later? Honestly, that's probably how it's gonna work. I want because she's that one. she's also gonna want to make a mold out of it so that way the skull is still complete. Yeah. No, I uh, while we're uh, leaving, I offer to uh, if we succeed at this. It would be, uh, not out of the realms of possibility that I could just, uh, give you a, a replacement tooth. I wouldn't want you to lose your trophy. No, no, it's fine. I'll just make a mold. Uh, the replacement probably wouldn't fit it anyway. Different dragons, different teeth and all that. I, as long as nobody can tell that it's a fake one, uh, I won't mind. If you do survive this, though... Come see me. Uh, there might be a place in my organization for you. And um, she gives you a smile and then, like, will ask if you uh, need a ride back into the city or if you're just going to, like, call an Uber or something. Ah, no. I uh, I can make my way just fine. Pleasure doing business with you. Pleasure doing business with you, too. And uh, she will get back into her car and she is driven back to her bar. And that's where we're going to call it because we've been going for a while. So uh, 25, four and a quarter hours, 25 experience for everybody. 25 experience. Hmm. Find a time to spend those 35 later. I don't remember how to spell this chick's name. Here it is with a K. Yep. I'm not going to spend my experience right now because I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say what I did at the start of the next session. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, for the record, though, I actually raised my uh, range light skill at the start of this session. So, uh, that was interesting. I was not expecting uh, so many legacy characters to show up in this campaign in general, let alone this session, but uh, I'm glad that they did. So, thank you listeners for listening. Thank you players for playing, and we'll Here's see you hanging. next time. Good night. Good night. Good night all at once. Good time period that it is currently where you are. Farewell.